o'clock. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of hours of comedy. Comedy, comedy, here at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Hi, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I'm going to be here all night to help you laugh. Yay! I made pot nut butter. Oh, is that peanut butter with pot in it? No, it's cashew and macadamia nut butter with pot in it. Yeah, you bet. Of course I did. To pay my comedians tonight for the amazing outdoor show that's going to happen because it's super warm and super beautiful. And I wore a cute frock. Dear Lord, if someone doesn't take pictures of me tonight, I'm going to lose my mind. We only have one comedian here thus far. It's Thomas. We're going to get right back with that. I'm playing a little flat black plastic in the fills here because it's my favorite show. But we'll be back with more awesome comedy and funny things. I wrote jokes this week. I got things to say. A lot of people are coming tonight because they told me they were as they walked by the station tonight. So we've got comedy for you, and you're going to laugh. Clean show at 7. Dirty stuff from 6 to 7. No one's here to do the dirty stuff, so I'll just do a quick one. A new little joke I'm working on. Everybody during COVID is getting either really, really fat or really, really skinny. Oh, my gosh. I've seen so many beautiful pictures on Facebook of people getting cut. And then everyone else is just like eating like they have two buttholes. Oh, my God. You only have one. But they've been hoarding toilet paper like they have four buttholes. What? I also think it's a funny joke. But people don't laugh at it. Please enjoy some flat black plastic. We're going to be back with comedy from funny people. Black, black plastic mutiny radio dot fm where all the sound you hear is from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves
the trippy music uh that was flat black plastic just playing there for a second check them out on saturdays from noon to two because it's an amazing show and everything on it is flat and black and plastic and filled with grooves because that's what vinyl is and thanks to scotto of doing that every week oh he's playing it live i hear myself echoing in the background what a joy what a wonderment we have a couple comics here. I'm excited to see what they're going to do before the 7 o'clock clean show outside. It's so warm. All the neighbors have been walking by all day going like, oh, yeah, we're coming. We're coming. It's great. I can't wait. Super excited for the comedy tonight because it's like the warmest day in San Francisco and everyone's freaking out. And I'm freaking out because I'm supposed to be in Telos right now. I'm supposed to be on a Greek island. Um, this is the right weather for a Greek island. It's absolutely perfect. You're, if you're in the shade, the breeze is beautiful, and I've been imagining the cove at Telos, where I'm supposed to be right now in Greece with my Grecian friends. 
partying because I'm not supposed to be here today. No, I'm t- every August I take off like a European and I like to go somewhere like Greece because it's awesome. And I couldn't go this year, so what do do? Here we are at Mutiny Radio. I hope this comedy is interesting tonight because <laughs> I could be in Telos. Actually, I couldn't. COVID has ruined everything, hasn't it? Hasn't all of our haven't all of our fun times gone down the drain? Not here, not here at MutinyRadio.fm, not here where we're going to have funny, funny comics. Yay! All night, yay! Some of my favorite people in San Francisco are here now and will be here in the future. We have an outdoor show at 7 o'clock. Do not gather, stay six feet apart, but definitely enjoy all of the comedy. I'm going to get the comedians to come inside and then we'll start doing dirty jokes because we can only be dirty inside. And then outside we have to be like little nuns that... Just talk about masturbation <laughs> or say penis instead of dick. But dick isn't bad either. I mean, I don't know which. Maybe we're not supposed to talk about drugs in front of children. Penises aren't drugs. I don't know where the brain tag went on that. All right. Maybe penis is a drug. I haven't had sex in like two weeks. And I'm like, penis is a drug. Penis is a drug. <laughs> I want a new drug. No, I don't. I want the same old drug. Where is my old drug? Can I have it back? I want my old drug. Can I get it back? Can't make out with this mask. Can't meet anyone in a bar. Like I could have probably rhymed that, but I didn't. All right. I'm going to put the music up back for a sec, and then we'll get everybody in, and then we'll start with hilarious comedy with people and stuff. And thanks for being here. And hey, if you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm on our website, why haven't you donated to our GoFundMe? It's there. It's up. If we hit that $15,000 mark, we're going to be able to stay alive until December. And isn't that exciting? Or, or the rest of my life gets to start. Hey, I'm super excited. If this place dies on like October 1st and I don't have to pay all of the rent on this place. And then I'm like, what am I doing in San Francisco? I don't have to pay my rent on my other place. And then I can go anywhere. I was just offered today. They're like, hey, you want to come to Ireland and go on this like six week bike tour with us? And I was like, I don't have a motorcycle. They're like, no, 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 just you just be the bike candy. You just, hey, we'll give you a, <laughs> we'll give you a helmet. You hang out on the back, and we'll just hang out for six weeks in Ireland. Okay, but can't do that with this albatross around your neck. So what happens if the albatross gets removed? Where do I go? Do I move to Greece? Maybe, maybe none of you will ever see me again. So if you want to see me again, donate to the GoFundMe at MutinyRadio.fm or give us money at MutinyRadio at Venmo. But if you don't, that's fine too because I could actually live the rest of my I don't have to give opportunities to young comics. I don't have to be here all the time for people to live their dreams. Nay, I could be living my own dreams. I want to move to Mexico. What would that be like? I don't know. Rent is really cheap down there. I, I, I just want to get a tent and live somewhere. I can start a fire. I don't want to. I've been watching alone. Come on. Okay, there's, <laughs> right? I could survive in the Arctic. I've watched the fucking reality TV show. I might, yeah, I can cook. I watch up. I can cook with one arm behind my back. I've watched that other show with Alton Brown, Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen. T- tie me up to someone else and make me cook. Oh, now I'm talking about penises again. Okay, we're going to be back with the, mute, the, the comedy. The prince simply said, if I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max. Then he took some red thread and he tied a big horn on the top of his head. 
Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, Yep! And the sleigh. I think that in the background it was like the Grinch who stole Christmas, but it didn't have the cadence I was hoping for. Uh, your first comedian of the night, uh, he's old, but not a Grinch. He's a nice, nice, nice man who used to run a show called Joke Workshop, which was so funny because I run a show called Joke Workshop, but I never got mad at him for poaching my name because, you know, just because I've been doing it since 2013 doesn't mean anything. It's fine. It's fine. Joke Workshop, they're just two words that exist in the world, and uh, you can go to mine on Mondays from 6 to 8, or his used to be on, like, I think Thursdays or Tuesday. Anyway, everything is closed, and uh, so there's no more competition, so we all just have to be collaborative at this point, don't we? Is that what's going to happen now? Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night. Everybody, it's Mr. Weed. Yay. Yay. Yeah, it's um, everything's recorded on Mutiny Radio because it's streaming live, and it's also being recorded. There's uh, gloves, and there's a group mask up there if you want that. Uh, it says group mask on it. Which is hilarious, thanks to Rachel Pinson. She has an amazing sense of humor. Just write group mask on the mask. But th th for those of us that are like, oh, I need a beer more than I need to be safe, there's a group mask. Is this clean? Oh. Good question. Is that clean? Uh, am, I you the could first? am I your first on this? Yeah, you're the first on it tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck it. You only live once, right? Are we on? Um, the group mask, was that left over from the group sex you had? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. All right, yes, Mr. Weed. That's me. Tell you a little story. I was here Monday night, and I got a little roasted, toasted, and I got turned around. I couldn't find my way home. I was just driving around and around and around the city. I said, fuck. So I finally um, turned on my GPS, which I never use, and this lady comes on and says, caution, there's a ferry on your route. Now, I've never heard that on my GPS at all. Caution, there's a ferry on your route. I couldn't believe what she said. Then I'm thinking, well, yeah, I am in San Francisco. Um, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> That's a little homophobe joke here. <laughs> um, maybe a little COVID joke, uh, get into the philosophy a little bit before we get started. I know Ryan's got some philosophy history background. Maybe you can answer this question. If a comedian tells a joke, to an audience that's masked up, that's got mask on, but their laughter, you can't hear the laughter. Is it still funny? Is the joke still funny? Okay, maybe another COVID joke. Um, I saw this girl walking down the street the other day. You could tell she was a Trump supporter. She didn't have a mask on. Um, worse, she had her belly button exposed, her navel exposed. And you know how much COVID you can catch in a belly button? So later on, I bet she's probably in Mill Valley doing belly bumps. You know what a belly bump is? When you do rails off your stomach. Oh, my God, yeah. So the next day, the Chronicle is going to read, 50,000 people infected in Marin County. Finger, okay. All right, so I don't know. Does this happen to you? 
you walk into a bank with your mask on and you get this overwhelming sense, uh, overwhelming urge to p pull out your finger guns and ask for all the money in the drawer. <laughs> um, we all agree that uh, the country is divided, right? Uh, and it was never so evident then when I saw the protesters in Michigan up on the state capitol. And so their uh, protesting shut down. Half of them had masks and half of them didn't. I'm thinking, okay, that's how ironic. That's how divided our country is. And they're carrying assault rifles. And I'm thinking, what are they trying to do? Shoot their way out of this pandemic? They better be a good fucking shot because that virus is so small, so small, very microscopic. It's about the size of their penis. I'm going to try this one. It's, I don't know if I'm the right person to say it, but, you know, it's no offense to anybody. But uh, we all heard about the, um, we all hear that uh, cultural appropriation. You know what that means, right? Okay, but nobody's talking about uh, the appropriation of the Warriors by San Francisco. You know, that's not making headlines. But there's some old uh, white racist man. Is that redundant? Old white and ra racist? sitting in Oakland saying, hey, man, leave our colored boys alone. Go out and get your own colored boys to play ball. Oh, that's right. Your colored boys can't play ball. All they can do is sit behind a screen and code. Um, let me see if my chicken joke might go over. Uh, the other day, um, actually, it was about a year ago or so, my wife comes in and tells me that the Interstate 80 was shut down because there was this overturned chicken truck. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, so that shut down. And I, you know, I thought she was joking to me I, with me. I thought she was just clucking with me. And uh, so, as it turned out, it was true that this overturned chicken truck blocked the, both sides of the highway and caught on fire. And half the chickens perished in the fire, and the other half are, uh, are, run, are running around wondering, you know, having existential crisis, saying to themselves, I feel like I should be crossing the road, but I don't know why. Um, so after further, you know, so I figured, you know, there's got to be some foul play there, right? <laughs> This is a dad joke. I forgot that uh, when I, the setup is a dad joke. It's got to be some foul play there, you know. So after further investigation, CHP uh, finally uncovered the real cause of it. It was um, Colonel Sanders and Harriet Tubman. We all know who she is, right? <laughs> Freed the slaves. It was her foundation. Now they're out there to free the chicken. Okay, back uh, when I was your age, uh, us men in the locker room, we'd brag about our manhood. You know what that means, right? Uh, now, fast forward umpteen years, we um, brag about how strong our stream is. And I'm a two-time two two -time loser on both counts. 
true story. I, I was in the restroom the other day, and um, they, they had a sensor lighting, and it timed out, so it went dark by, before I could finish. So I'm shaking my appendage vigorously to try to activate the light. At least that's what I told myself anyway. All right. I get one minute. What other COVID jokes? I realize um, I realize why people are keeping their distance from me on the street nowadays. You know, we got to keep six feet apart, so I'm walking down the sidewalk. People are keeping their distance. But I'm still puzzled as to why the same behavior has been happening for the last 30 years. I think I'll wrap it up. I can't get my notes to work for me. Shit. All right, any questions? <laughs> How does an old man like you see your phone without your glasses on? Exactly. Ah. Yeah, that's, that's a mystery. Um, I can't, uh, technology is not my strong suit. Any feedback? Clap it up, everybody, for Mr. Weed! Yay! Yay, Mr. Weed, yay! Uh, I realized that I was old uh, when I had to use my glasses to pack my bong. <laughs> and I'd, I'd forgotten how pretty weed was. <laughs> like, wow, all those trichomes and bicombs, beautiful. <laughs> Put your hands together again for Mr. Weed, yay! whoopity do. Well, here we are at the happy hour open mic, the dirty comedy hour before the clean comedy show, sparkling clean outside for the kids and the people. And it's a hot day. So all the neighbors have been walking by today going, yeah, we're absolutely coming at seven o'clock. So it should be a really exciting show, everybody, tonight here outside at Mutiny Radio. What? Ryan, you want to go up next or you want to push it? All right, your next comedian, he's from L.A. How fucking excited are you? Press the go button on your thing, baby babe. You haven't pressed go button on your thing. You're going to start without pressing the go button. Oh, hey, everybody. Clap your hands together for a very funny man. He's all the way from Los Angeles. He runs a bunch of shows on Zoom and other places. Everybody, it's Ryan Lee. Yay. Yeah. Love me. Hey, babe. What's your name? This is Amanda. Round of applause for Amanda, everybody. Amanda, what do you do for a living? Okay, that's the most depressing thing I've heard today. <laughs> Speaking of things that last at five minutes and get all over the place. Amanda, everybody, round of applause. Another glorious woman walked into my life. What's your name, my love? Alessandra is rolling a joint. Are you from Prague, Russia? <laughs> Italian. All right. I was going to ask how our election was going to turn out, but uh, now we can only get drunk. <laughs> Ooh. 
well, I'm from here, everybody. Clap it up. I'm from San Jose. I did a year at USF. Very nice to be back. And uh, yeah, uh, also round of applause for Ed Weed, man who's kept uh, more women six feet distant than the coronavirus. Ed Weed, everybody. Uh, I run Heckle Mic on Wednesdays. It's a roast battle mic, so if you want to let off some quarantine steam, uh, add me at Ryan Lee Comedy, R-Y-A-N-L-E-E. -E. If my daddy hugged me once, I wouldn't be here. That's the Instagram handle, so add it up. Uh, let's run some news, guys. Uh, quarantine's tough. There's a man set record for solving six Rubik's Cubes underwater. Holds record for uh, best use of quarantine. Wife finds these results puzzling. Says the secret is keep going till your credit score, self-respect, and uh, face are solid red. Also the side of the Rubik's Cube. Indianapolis is set to try out the first vaccine for the coronavirus. It's in a nursing home. Residents say, my kids don't visit me anymore, but that's just because I might have the virus. <laughs> Appropriate because most of them are already dying inside. That's, uh, that's why they chose it. I am a big windbag after all. That's, that's what they say. I guess the upshot, if they die, they get to get out of Indianapolis, so that's nice. Uh, Italy named a bridge during quarantine, finished a bridge. They're going to name it A, Michelangelo, B, Donatello, C, fucking bullshit, because you can't travel in quarantine. Right. Uh, I think these two are dating. What's your name again? Thomas. Thomas. Hey, round of applause for Thomas. And your name, Kelly, Thomas and Kelly. Are you both comics? Just Thomas. <laughs> All right, Kelly, uh, so here's how it goes. We're going to try to last three or five minutes. You have to laugh or applaud the whole time to keep it going. And uh, at the end of it, just shine a light in his eyes. Some of them get off, some of them won't, you know. Hashtag me too. That's generally how it works with a comedian. Never five. They do plug their Venmo. <laughs> My middle name is Thomas, but uh, only when I need to commit crimes. So there you go. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of video games in quarantine. I think they should update these video games for quarantine classics. Like a good video game to update during quarantine would be Pokemon Go. Like all the Pokemon are sheltering in one place on one couch a little easier, you know, kind of sad, but maybe Street Fighter, the entire cast is ostracizing uh, Chung Lee for refusing to close her legs for the butterfly kick. A little rude, a little rude and a little racist, so a uh, round of applause for Henry joining us now. I think a good uh, quarantine video game would be Grand Theft Auto. Like everyone's huddled in place at the one illegal barber shop in town. Grand Theft Auto Looting Edition. What? There's white people in this game? What the fuck? 
I feel really bad for not looting during quarantine. Like, just me. Like, we had a window, people stole shit, and it left, and then everyone went to school, and that was, that was it. Like, skulls cracked on the streets, people died, and then they were like, well, let's steal everything, and that was quarantine. And, like, when they said bring the teacher an apple on the first day of school, they didn't mean loot the shit out of Best Buy. You know, they didn't mean that. I just think it's hard to play tag when you have to keep six feet distance, you know? Very hard for the school kids. Uh, it's hard for everybody out there. I took the bus to get here. Uh, the bus is scary. There's people masturbating, talking to themselves, reading a book. In my case, two of those things are true. I turn to the guy next to me, I'm like, yo, I don't want any crack, and I don't want in on your Kino rank. You know what he says to me? $1.75 to ride. Very offensive. Uh, I can't even afford the bus. I, uh, I drive for Uber. And uh, I used to be a human rights lawyer. Now I drive for Uber. My girlfriend left me. Um, some, some correlation, maybe. But I told my girlfriend, like, you're worse than Uber. You know, you bring pools of strange men home. You research all my old phone numbers, but you still can't even get within a block of my house. Like, the slogan for Uber is everyone's private driver. I think in my girlfriend's case, drive everyone's privates. <laughs> They're replacing us with a uh, mill delivery. You ever see this? It's weird, like an automated carriage going across the street. The first time you see it, you're like, is that takeout or a baby? Like, e either way, I'm making room in my freezer. Uh, I used to be a human rights lawyer. I'm in debt uh, $284,000. Now I tell blowjobs for uh, mostly gay men and this man here. What's your name, man? Josh. <laughs> um, but I got out of the law because it was like working in porn. You know, everyone was just fucking each other and waiting to finish. And... Uh, I gotta tell you, like a lawyer could make a great comedian because it's the same skill set. You just stand in front of a group of your peers and you make up a bunch of stories. That's, that's what you do. I gotta be really grateful for Pam and places like Mutiny Radio because after leaving the law, I was running out of ways of disappointing my parents. Means uh, at one point, I was judged by a room full of people holding law degrees now I'm judged by a room full of people holding EBTs. <laughs> All right, I'm a bit out of time. I got to tell you, we're in quarantine. It's so nice to connect to people finally, uh, be a human on stage. It's just a nice feeling. And I got to tell you, if you want to heckle the shit out of each other, we do a heckle mic at Ryan Lee Comedy. These Zoom mics, you know, they're like jury duty. Like, the only people happy to be there are the ones with no jobs. <laughs> and uh, the guy in the front doing all the talking, he's, he's covering up sex and drugs. It's like jury duty. It's going to go on for weeks on end. So add me at Ryan Lee. And make sure you uh, Venmo, Mutiny Radio. Let's keep them all alive. Round of applause for Pam and everybody for coming. Thank you. Keep it going for Ryan Lee. At him at RyanLeeComedy.com. Yay! And then yay. Oh, I was going to say something. I was going to like tag off of something, but I'm like, ugh, I forgot already. 
It's fine. Everything's great. I am wearing the cutest frock because of one of the comedians in the room, Will Brown. Thank you so much. Oh my God, wait till I show you how cute I look and I put the shoes on and wait till you see the backpack that I totally augmented and put all these cute patches on. See it up front? You don't even recognize that backpack. That's my backpack. Also in the front of the room, um, I wrote a song this week and it involves peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and jam. Anyway, so up in front is macadamia nut, cashew, peanut butter, very little peanuts. There's like 17 peanuts in it, but I just wanted to use all my nuts. You know what I mean? Like if you have the nuts, you might as well use them. But there's all, there's like, it's, there's a lot of weed in it. And there's brioche, there's real brioche toast. It's not toast. I was going to try to find a street toaster, but I couldn't find one. But so there's, there's, a, there's bread, it's good brioche bread. And there's um, fucking um, jam. It's really delicious jam. But the, the peanut butter is what, it's the pot nut butter. Anyway, so you guys should have some of that. Your next comedian, what a joy and wonderment he is. I tried to send him some pictures from last week where he killed at the 7 o'clock clean mic. He's been coming here a bunch of weeks, and he's super funny. He's been growing, and I'm so happy that we can provide a space for him. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Thomas! What's up, you dirty indoor fucking motherfucking people? Fuck yeah, shit licking cunt. Fuck, I'm just getting it. I'm just getting it out. I'm just getting it out because you know I gotta do the clean thing later. I don't think of you all this way. I just want you all to know that. I think of you all as special, <sighs> delicate flowers that aren't shit licking cunts. You guys aren't shit licking cunts. Um, hey, do you guys think creepy dudes? watch serial killer documentaries just like looking for red flags you know like they're just like why does every girl catch a serial killer vibe from me i gotta watch some game film i gotta study up maybe there's something i don't know okay let's see all right all right uh hmm okay, oh, okay. you know what it is it's the clown makeup it's the clown makeup i think it's probably wayne casey John Wayne Gacy. That was a John Wayne Gacy joke. You know? Oh, man. They're just like, they're just watching for like, uh, like you know, like the way, you know, nervous women watch true crime, you know, but like, but not for actual tips and tricks, for like reverse tips and tricks, you know? They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it is the clown makeup. I should probably retire my signature symbol that I sign off on all my letters with, too, you know? It's a calling card. I see what that is now. It's a calling card. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you all for being here. Uh, I'm I'm working through some new shit. Um, yo, I guess I, I I'm doing comedy because uh, you know I, I I exhausted my rap career for a long time. For a long time, no shit, Pam. Don't fucking laugh. I was trying to be a I was trying to be a rapper. I was trying to be a rapper in this city. And I was writing shit, and I was really putting a lot of energy into recording my debut mixtape that would take the world by storm. Spoiler alert, it did not. And, uh, you know, but I got to perform a little bit and, uh, you know, go around town. I think what really held me back was that my family just loves me too much. I think that was the main thing. For a lot of people who's a ra who's rappers, like, it's fun to be like, fuck the haters. Fuck all my doubters. 
I'm going to shine. I'm going to teach. Like, I told my mom, I was like, I really feel like I could do this. Like, I am pretty good, and, you know, I'm starting to get some gigs. She'd be like, can I buy you a microphone? Can I help you? What do you need for your home studio? I don't want you spending money. You should, you should, what you shouldn't do is outsource your talent to other people, you know. I'm like, you know what, mom? You know what, mom? You take that money, you buy yourself something nice. Because I love you, you know? It's like, you know, it's just, it's just not as much fun. It's just not, the, it's just not the point of what rappers are, you know, doing. Um, no one likes, no one's like a, like a truly loves Takashi 6 9 Like, no one's like, that likes that guy. Poor guy. Anyway, uh, you know, right now uh, it's starting to get a little bit uh, tight financially. Um, I'm looking for side hustles. Uh, I know a lot of people who have started OnlyFans. I think if I was going to start an OnlyFans... Uh, it wouldn't be um, necessarily, you know, nudity, right? Like I'd probably go really hard into like the uh, the 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 pseudo tiny weird uh, fetish realm. So it's just like I want to start an OnlyFans where it's just me, you know, on camera, just trying to put uh, nitrile uh, exam gloves on with wet hands, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, oh I can't get my wet hands into these tiny holes mm, because my hands are too soaking wet and big and I'm genuinely upset genuinely this fucking glove on my hand fuck I think it'd be fun too to uh you know uh go on OnlyFans, like I was joking around the other day, I was like, you know, I would never pay for porn, but, you know, if I found out someone from my high school was on OnlyFans, like, I've been wanting to see them titties for 10 years, bro. I'd pay $20. That's $2 a year. That's like an annual investment. It's like I invested in, you know, Amazon stock in 95 or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, what's what's $20 to me now? I'm an adult. Fuck that. Um, and even though it must feel great to have a porn lady acknowledge your measly $20 tip, uh, that's not gonna. That's not real love. That's not gonna be real love to you. You know what I mean? That's not gonna fill the hole in your heart that forces you to go to um, pay for porn like a shrimp. So uh, I want to start a competing website. I want to call it Only Moms, and it's not porn. Okay, it's not porn. Stop trying try to make it weird. Okay, immediately, guys. No, it, Only Moms is gonna be like just women cooking, just like old ladies knitting. You know, responding to tips and comments like, like, oh, uh, thank you for the $20 tip. What's your favorite food? I'll go cook it right now. You know what I mean? Oh, you look a little cold. Why don't you put a sweater on? You know what I mean? Real love type of stuff. Like, uh, you know, you'll never be anything. You need to apply yourself. Okay, Brian? Okay? That's what love is. Um, I guess I'd like to finish maybe with a, uh, an impression, as I always do. Um, this is Eddie Vedder uh, reading a eulogy for his best friend. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about it. He was great. I remember the first time I was talking to treating just about being being in I talking about it. And uh, that was him. You know, it's just very, very, and you know, you couldn't take it No matter how tired you were. Yeah. 
God bless you. Uh, he'll always be around. Uh, guys, uh, anyway. Uh, good night, everybody. You guys, uh, you keep going for your host, Pam, and the next comic in our lineup. Uh, everybody, keep the uh, keep the applause going. Okay, bye. The master of impressions. That was that was lovely. The only impression I do is similar to yours. It's uh, it's James Hetfield doing Alanis Morissette, and it's uh, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? A little too ironic. I really do think it's like gray on your wedding day. Everybody, Thomas. Already paid. Oh. <laughs> uh, your next comedian. Wow, did he stoke Mutiny Radio? Mutiny Radio, as in me, as in the Queen. He gave me a backpack, which I've now augmented and made it my own. Uh, he gave me a bunch of clothes, which I've looked so cute in. It's you. I know. Wait till someone takes pictures of me in this cute little number that you gave me from your person. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see his jokes every time he comes here. Everybody put your hands together. It's Will Brown. Oh, wow. Pam, it fits you perfectly. It looks like a glove. So nice. What are the shoes? Okay. Wow. It's like Kula, Kula Kulats. Kula Kulats. Ooh, I don't know how this is gonna go, but here it is, something I wrote a long time ago. Uh, I was, um, I'm getting ready for Valentine's Day. You have to get ready for holidays a little bit in advance because it's gonna be here before you know it. And what are you gonna be? You're gonna be left, you know, with nothing, you know, for your sweetie, sweet, sweet. So, uh, you know, my favorite thing to do at Valentine's Day is to give a little chocolate, but you know, I'm a white man, so I give them the white chocolate. So I was I was working on a commercial for my own brand of white chocolate that's going to be happening like this February. Uh, love is in the air, but sex is in the chocolate. Do you need a little more hot in your shot? A little more here and you're there. Do you want a little more fun in your funk? Some more freaky deek in your freaky deeky deeky weekly? Do you need a little more spaz in your pizzazz when you spit in his ass? Well, then try this white chocolate. Do you need some more kill in your skill? A lot bigger wallop packed in your dick pic photo for the app. I can't help you with that, but get a skinnier water bottle or a remote that's smaller. Holler. A little more fox in your trot, louder snaps in your synapses, more talking heads popping off about you copping threats in your stalking threads when you're on Twitter. A little more social in your media, book a flight on Expedia, but check the encyclopedia to find out where you're going first, sexy white chocolate. <laughs> and if you're traveling, then here's that foreign language section. A little more shtekel in your schmeckle. <laughs> a little more schlemiesel in your schlemazel. 
a little more fortissimo in your crescendo, molto largo, buenissimo, mulato, tutti frutti, cannoli, si, a little more, <laughs> a little more coupe in your coupe de gras, a little more coupe d'etat, do you want a little cutie cute, cute in your coupe car? Then give him that chico, choco, latte, chiquito, chico, don't be latte. <laughs> es igual, pape. Do you want a little more pop in your poop because you the shit? A little more scruff in your stuff, get with it? A little more fur in your furtive glances from side to side while wearing assless chaps on chaps because your ass is chapped and chafed and chafing while you choking and shaking them out? <laughs> a little more OMG in your emojis? A little less IDK in your DKNYs? Giving great BJs at the Golden Gate Bridge, having coitus at Coit Tower, straight up dildoing in that dildo building, the Workforce Tower. <laughs> then get some of this sexy white chocolate. <laughs> Thank you. That's called an applause break, everybody. That was Will Brown. <laughs> Motherfucking Will Brown. When you memorize that and you do the dance moves, we're putting you up at Cobbs. Like as soon as it's reopened <laughs> or punch or whatever. That was brilliant. That was amazing. That was the best poetry that people will actually listen to, which is what we call comedy. Everybody again for Will Brown. Yay! I want to eat some white chocolate now. All right. Um, all right, uh, we've got uh, Josh, Rachel, and uh, Alessandra. You guys want to Rosham for it? You want to mad dog each other for the eyes to see who's going? Everybody, Alessandra! Hi, everyone. I just came back from a funeral. Yeah, I was on Zoom, though. Yeah, but my daughter made me dress up anyway. She's like, Mommy, you could have put this dress. I'm like, what do you mean? The most expensive dress in the whole closet. Anyway, that was her choice. So you guys, um, I'm kind of high. I don't feel like comedy right now. You know, I'm not in the mood at all. <laughs> Zero. Zero mood for fun. Yeah, I'm feeling, feeling weird. So most of you have heard most all my jokes. So let me tell you some other jokes, which I don't have. So anybody ever committed suicide in this room? You failed, so you were unsuccessful? Because that's one of the only things that you really succeed if you, don't, if you fail at it, right? Right, you want to like, completely fail, then you're like, yes, I survived my first suicide. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Nobody ever been a successful suicider. Yeah. Um, I'm from Italy, you guys. I don't know if you ever heard. Um, it's a little place in the middle of Europe. A city called Rome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, coming from Italy, there's a lot of things. You know, here in the United States, when people know that I come from Italy, they're like, wow, you're Italian. Wow. Do you guys go to work with cars? At one time, I got a question like that from this guy that had three seats, like in Northern Arizona, 
It was like, you know, an old pioneer from a mine back in the 1800s. He came to me and asked that question. I'm like, no, no, we got, uh, we, we don't have a car in Italy. We got, uh, we got the donkey. His name is Ferrari. It's <laughs> Ferrari, come here. We all go to work with donkey. And, and it's great. We'll never get there on time, you know. We're always on strike. Uh, the, all the stereotypes. Or people that come are like, oh, why did you left Italy? Especially women. Oh my God, Italy, all oh, men are so good looking. Oh my God, they're so sexy. They're such great lovers. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're mama boys. <laughs> yes, they're like, hey, woman, come suck my dick. I'm like, wow, no, no, you, you go and cook me pasta right now. No, me pasta, no, you pasta, you woman, me, but no, no. If you don't put me in good cook, go, put me, go cook me pasta, I will put you in my pasta. <laughs> because the Italians are, we're crazy, we're crazy. That's renounced, you know, every time I hear, oh yeah, I was with an Italian woman once, oh my God. That was the craziest shit of my life. I'm like, it's America, you know, they can't take us, uh, whatever, you know. But yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Italy. Um, yeah, we're so crazy. You know, like one time I also went to the doctor who asked, you know, like I'm too crazy, doctor, do something because I gotta do something. I wanna be like, uh, you know, more American. He's like, well, you, you know, if you wanna be more American, all you gotta do is uh, buy a pickup truck, get yourself a gun, and, you know, go shoot somebody. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, that, that's really crazy. But no, like, more normal. No, 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 no. You see, Miss Valentini? You see, look, you're Italian. I'm like, what? So I'm like, I'm fucking hopeless. And uh, it's true, you know, people uh, in, in America, they will, um, you know, when they fight uh, couples, they will send a letter from a lawyer. In Italy, no, we'll throw past that we'll, you know, we'll yell at you, and that's it. And then we have sex, and that's it. Nothing happened. No lawyer. Nothing, you know. I want to tell you a story. One time I was abducted by the aliens uh, on my way to Burning Man on Area 51 because I got lost, obviously. And so they came with the spaceship and they got me up in their thing, in their spaceship with the thing, the spaceship abduction device. <laughs> and so I got up and, and I forgot everything. But then they dropped me conveniently back at Burning Man and when I got back, I realized that I looked like this. You want to see how they fucking make me look? No, they made me look like this. And so we're the two of us now. And yes, and that was it. We, they got a big uh, crop circle on, fucking on top of my skull. And all their codes, who knows what they're saying. But you know, me and Bella had a great time. We went to Burning Man and we had threesomes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you guys, uh, thank you very much. My name is Alessandra Valentini. Alessandra Valentini. No one knows what it says on her head. Nobody knows. Nobody. I'm so excited that there's aliens that have written. I want. There's a song there. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta decode that shit, and we're gonna have a famous band. It'll be like Alessandra and the Aliens. They'll be a little. <laughs> it'll be perfect. It's gonna be great. They say Earth girls are easy. I'm like, are they, or just the ones that were born in the 70s? Is that, is that how it works? Cause like me and Gina Davis and Alessandra are like, yeah, we're fucking easy, bitches. 
your next comedian gets hit in the face by bitches everywhere he goes. I, you know, and I'm not even using bitches as a pejorative term. Like, just people in general want to hit this man in the face. That's weird. He's a really nice guy. And he's wicked talented. He plays piano and guitar. He has a million songs and, like, tens of jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kahn! Do you know how many laughs that this guy has gotten? Dozens. <laughs> Literally dozens. Okay, I'm going to do Thomas's version of porn here. Oh, 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 God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, ah, 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 ah. I liked your impression that you did uh, of Eddie Vedder. I got one thing to say about your impression of Eddie Vedder. Your impression of Eddie Vedder is that I feel it. Yeah. Is everybody hungry? Are we all going to eat some of Will's white chocolate? That's probably that I, I think. Can we all agree it's made of? Can we all agree his white chocolate is probably made of sweat and cum? Come on. You just freeze it. You no, listen, you bring it to a boil for 20 minutes and then you freeze it overnight. Sprinkle in peanuts, 17 peanuts. That's it. All right, this has gone well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> These nuts, 17 of them. What was I going to do? I was going to, oh, man, cancel me this, cancel me that. Who's afraid of the big career splat? There's some shit going on in the comedy world. It seems like every, every like four to six weeks, someone gets canceled or recanceled or something like, right? I had to look up what an edgelord was. It's somebody that like flirts with the, with the line of, it's a comedian that flirts with the line of what is socially acceptable or not. And I had to look at it, I was like, that makes sense because I just thought it was like a bunch of comedians were really good at jacking off for a long time <laughs> and not finishing. So yeah, but yeah, you guys can go ahead and hurry up and cancel me. I've done a bunch of like cancel worthy shit. Um, I did appear in blackface in college. Um, I didn't go to a fucking party or appear in public. Or I just I I did it in my room with the door closed because I was trying to make hip hop on Logic Pro. I thought that dressing up in blackface would make me better at hip hop. Uh, turns out that is totally true. <laughs> the album that I dropped, my inner white man. Anyway, um, what was the fuck? I don't know, man. Impressions. Um, impressions, let's see, who will I, so you guys know, Thomas likes to end his sets with impressions, I'm just going to do impressions for the rest of my set, because I just, I'm like, what are jokes today, huh, after getting punched in the face by that lady last night, <laughs> woo, I'm like, I was not even having that bad of a set, like, what if, what if she had stopped by when I was bombing, she would have stabbed me, I at least kicked to the balls, something more, but people are like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, she, dude, she was like, had that feeble crackhead lack of strength. It was like this. Oh. That's how hard it was. But like I had tape on my glasses and my glasses fell apart. So it looked like my teeth went flying, you know, like it's a fight with Ali, like, <laughs> that is not what happened. Um, I tried to get laughs out of it. I tried to just have decorum being the person on the mic. Uh, she didn't go for it. 
And you know what? Not shouting world star after that will haunt me to my dying day. I'm just like, where is my wagon? I think on my feet, man. Trying to, trying to be a comedian here. Uh, and I just world can't star. think on my world star. Um, yeah, uh, I should have, there's a, there's a song that I have to sing about homeless people. Uh, it goes like this. Homeless, meet the homeless. They're a plague upon society. But the real issue is our unchecked rampant corporate greed. Walk by hobos sleeping in the street. I'm sure that Josh Khan's the one to beat. <laughs> when you meet the homeless, yeah, you know you're at the lake, right? So have a great night. It's time to start a fight. World star! That's how that should have gone. But I can't, I can't think on my feet. Um, yeah, so impressions. Uh, this is my impression of if they had cast Arnold Schwarzenegger instead of Edward Norton in American History X. It goes like this. Danny, you have to redo your book report. Did you have to do, you have the captain of Deep Space Nine gave you a bad grade, Danny. This is our basketball court. This has gone well. Um, yeah, shit. Donate money, not doll hairs to Mutiny Radio. Just give them regular old money. None of this, like, I'll give you a million doll hair shit. And by the way, when somebody promises me a million doll hairs, like, I expect them to fucking fulfill that promise. Like, mm. I got a lot of bald G.I. Joes. <laughs> they all went through intensive chemo after all that Agent Orange. Anyway, I'm Josh Kahn. Actual joke. She was on the other side of the lake and he started doing, he was screaming, fuck the police or something. And she came over and she said, I was raped when I was seven by the police. And he's like, I know we're on the same side. <laughs> like, and then she punched him in the face. He was just like, no, no, I get you. And then she walked up the hill and I was like, I told, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for everything that's happened to you and uh, reparations. And, and no one laughed at that. But we shouldn't. We should definitely. We, I mean, I felt terrible about all the things that happened. But you still shouldn't have been assaulted at the lake. So I'm. It, uh, well, he thinks it's funny. Just so everybody knows, I've got pot butter up there. It is assaulted. It has salt in it. So don't worry. There's also a few peanuts and macadamia nuts and cashews. I hope no one's allergic to nuts. Please, 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 yes, donate money to Mutiny Radio, but also eat eat some of my pot butter and um, stuff. I wrote it. It's up at the front on the chair. I wrote a song about peanut butter and jelly, and so I made peanut butter and jelly today for everybody. You last comedian of the dirty show. She's going to say disgusting things. She's so funny, and I love her so much. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. So disgusting. I'm not even going to change this mic condom. I just, like, after that happened, I was like, she must have heard my set, you know? Because he was like, fuck the police, fuck the police. She's like, no, don't fuck the police. I'm like, that's what I've been saying, dude. That's how you make more. Like, that's been, I've been saying that for, like, years. Okay. Oh, man. I'm really lucky to be here. I was, like, in a hit and run just before this. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. I got away with it. It's fine. It's fine. You were talking about serial killers. I've been watching a lot of documentaries about the Golden State Killer. Does anyone, has anyone heard about that? 
Yeah, he's from Sacramento. Like, before he was a killer, he was, like, a serial rapist. And then he would, like, rape women, and in the corner he would cry, I hate you, Bonnie! I hate you, Bonnie! And then Patton Oswalt's wife, she was just a true crime blog writer. She solved the mystery and didn't even live to see that she solved the mystery because she died before her book was released and before he was in custody. That's crazy. So we solved who the Golden State Killer is, but I want to solve the real mystery. What the fuck did Bonnie do? Like, what did you do, Bonnie? Why were you dressed like that? What did you say to this man? You know, were you the reason that he got deployed to Vietnam? Like, were you the reason his dad beat him? Like, what did you do, Bonnie? It was the 70s. Of course it was her fault, you know? Anyway, what did you do, Bonnie? Now that I lifted everyone's spirits, (laughs) I want to tell a story. I had like a really prankster kind of cousin, you know, (laughs) like cellophane over the toilet kind of guy. My dad let this old drunk live with him for a while named Adrian, and he like passed out on the couch once, and his dentures fell out on his belly. My cousin takes the dentures, and he chases us around the house, and he's like, ah, drunk Adrian's going to bite you. We're like, stop, this is too much. He drops the dentures in the toilet and then just picks him up, rinses him off, puts him back on the guy's belly. He gets up, puts his dentures back in his mouth and goes to bed. Like, what a prank. But I think the worst prank he ever pulled was telling us to play Freebird at his funeral. (laughs) Because that's a 14-minute fucking song, dude. With a three-minute guitar solo. That's a long time to stare at a dead body. (laughs) You got us. And now everyone in my family is like, play Freebird at my funeral. I'm like, oh, that's too much. It's too much. Yeah, anyway, he's cool. Uh, he's dead, but so I'm sure his temperatures is probably a lot cooler than us right now. God damn, it's hot today, right? Let's talk about the weather because I have material. <laughs> I'm definitely not just wasting your time right now. I don't know if that story is funny enough for the outside show, but I'm working it out. Growing up, I thought my family was really religious because they would take me to church all the time. There was a guy at a pew, started with a prayer. It was the serenity prayer. Like, we weren't religious. Those are Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. (laughs) And I thought that the term alcoholic was just a synonym for the term adult because every adult I knew growing up was like, hi, I'm Jim, I'm an alcoholic. Like, that's what you do when you grow up. Like, hi, Jim. Turns out I was right. It is. It is a synonym for adult. At least the ones I know here at Mutiny Radio. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, What else do I have to work on? There's something about fucking zombies. All right. That's all I want to do. There's actually people outside (laughs) that are waiting. (laughs) Rachel Benson. I love your zombie jokes. I still think they're almost clean. Yay. Yay. Uh, Okay. So that's been the indoor mic where we've been dirty. And now we're all going to go outside. Please take chairs. If you want to take a chair, take a chair. Take a chair for yourself. Take a chair if you have. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And I'm going to yell at you like I'm a fucking asshole. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So no ducks. Does everyone understand the lingo? Cool. All right. Uh, We're going to have an outdoor show in a couple minutes. People are starting to not gather. We're all being socially distanced. People are, of course, wearing masks, and we're changing the microphones, and we're doing everything we can. We're trying to be COVID-compliant, you guys. I'm so COVID-compliant. 
I haven't gotten sick yet. My jokes are still funny. We're going to be clean outside because we care about our neighbors and we love this neighborhood. And neighbors have said that children live here and that I can't fuck swear ad nauseum as I am wont to do. So I will be clean, as will everybody else. We're going to have a great, great, great clean comedy show for the rest of this particular podcast, which is Happy Hour, that you're listening to here off MutinyRadio.fm. It will definitely spill into Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse because it's a really hot night, yo. Like hot, like temperature-wise. and I, But hey, everybody's like, it is so hot today. And I'm supposed to be on a Greek island, okay? So this is exactly the right temperature it's supposed to be. And I'm happy about that. So thanks for being here. We're going to play some music. I'm going to be right back. This is actually Carne Cruda, which is out of Oakland. And they're super amazing. And I love their opening show, uh, opening song here on this. I really hope that... Uh, Oakland Unicorn opens back up again because Oakland is hella tight and we're hoping that the unicorn can live forever but it's sort of only lived for a couple weeks but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see you know, God bless everything and uh, thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio please donate to our GoFundMe and Mutiny Radio on Venmo enjoy some carne cruda until we come back with amazing outdoor comedy that'll be all clean with all kinds of comics because, and I don't even know who's on the list yet, because I, like, told people, and then some people texted me, and some people didn't. It'll be fine. Maybe Pancake will be here, and he'll take some pictures of me looking cute. He missed my shoes yesterday, which made me bump. I have these really cute shoes on. Well, he was supposed to be the host, because I was supposed to be double-dipping with this thing, but it turns out that I can't even keep my schedule together, even during COVID. It's actually on Thursday, the 27th, the thing I was doing. I was supposed to be on a meeting today at 9, but I blew that out of the water. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm still funny. I got jokes. I'm wearing the cutest outfit. Thank you so much to Will Brown. And we're going to be right back here. I was born in San Francisco. Down on Potrero, San Pancho's a great city, cosmopolitan and gritty. But right across the bay, today is where I stay. Not Berkeley, not Fremont, Alameda or Piedmont. I got to tell you all about it because it feels alright. What? Oh, yes, yeah. We got a lake to walk around, Jack London Square, Chinatown. And creation, but the place I understand is my home, Oakland. Every place I go, when the people wanna know, come where I come from. I travel my guitar and I just strum. I got to sing them all about it 'cause it feels alright. Oakland, a bus report, MC Hammer, and too short. How many people must be riding singing? Oakland. 
running in terrible shoes. I dressed like a girl for you and you. No, I wore, um, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the, I don't like to put it on my hand. I don't know what's safe anymore, right? Uh, it's crazy because I've been putting all these condoms on microphones, but I have an IUD. So like I have a copper pool sweeper in my uterus that keeps out all the dead babies. And, and, and I'm like, what kind of safety are we talking about now? Like, what are we? Anybody else have an IUD? Is that a weird way to open a, a comedy show? Anybody got an IUD? Nope, just me? Cool. Yeah, you're a dude. You can't possibly have one. No, it's not an IED. Nothing's going to explode if they touch you. Nay, it's an IUD. It's inside myself so that I can feel like a responsible human being and not bring up any children. <laughs> Sorry. Anybody have any kids? Who has kids? Good for you. I have a question. Why do babies' pants have pockets? Why? Like, babies, I hang out with a lot of babies. I know that sounds weird. I touch baby dicks for money. I know that's strange. I'm a nanny. I've been a nanny. All right, everybody freaks out. Oh, what? 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 She, what? No, no, no. No, I hang out with small children for money. Most of them are boys. It's fine. Stop it. Everybody is like being all weird about this. Like everyone's like, oh, I, we know you like young boys. Yeah, I cause they cause I get money from them. When they're 18 months old. When they're 18 months old. The question is, why do babies' pants have pockets? Why would an 18-month-old have six pairs of pockets on his cargo pants? Well, they they look cute, but what could he possibly there's no utility there. What could he possibly be putting in those pockets? I know you've given him your old cell phone, but it's too big for the pockets. It doesn't work. He, they can't even put their own socks on. They can't put their own hands in their own pockets. Why so many pockets on baby pants? Boogers. Oh, that's nice. They do, but I think they put them in their mouths. I think they're eating them. You know what I learned from a 15-year-old? Not a baby, but kind of. But if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. 15-year-olds. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> sorry, this is a clean show, but kid, the kids, have you heard of the 2CBXKYR? Like, I was at a thing, there used to be a thing called 16th Admission. I don't know if anybody knows it. It's a BART station. But at 10 o'clock on Thursdays, it used to be a poetry reading slash yeah, right? With, okay. And so I was there once, and a guy is like super young, and he's like skates up, he like kick flips his way into my heart with like, poof. He just like, whoa. He just like, what? He didn't even fall down. I almost fell down just like recreating a thing that I could never do. Ha ha ha. Nobody kick flips his way up there. He's like, what? And I'm like, whoa, you cute. And then we're listening to poetry, and people are singing and stuff, and there's no microphone. And he's like, hey, do you want a key bump of this? And I'm like, what's that? It looks like gray fuzz. And he's like, well, it's 2X key, KBR, XYZDQ. And I was like, <laughs> I said, you do it first, and if you don't die, I'm 100% in, bro. <laughs> like, from the noses of babes. Like, you know what I mean? You just. Take what you can get. I'm not a too old for that stuff. It's a clean show. Get back to the stuff, Pam. 
Hey, mask, mask wearing. Everyone's wearing masks. Yay, masks are safe. Yay for safety. Yay. Uh, what I've learned recently is that no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're smoking or eating. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, <laughs> which is so much more healthy, San Francisco. I do smoke. I love smoking. I love smoking all the pots and all of the things. If you, if you light it on fire, one time we didn't have weed and we smoked rosemary and it tasted like summer camp. Like I'll smoke anything, right? So I'm really excited because I can blow my smoke anywhere I want because your child is wearing a mask. Everyone's kid is wearing a mask. I don't feel guilty anymore about where I blow my smoke. That's what I'm saying. Because everyone's wearing masks. It's so scary. I've been wearing this mask for 147 days, and I haven't washed it yet. I might get sick from my own mask. Like, what happens? What happens? It, it's okay. I'm in menopause, so I've lost my sense of taste and smell. So I can't even, like, it doesn't. It's time to start eating tushy. You know what I mean? Got no sense of taste or smell. How did that happen? Menopause, that's a real thing. Not funny, just real. And people don't talk about it, right? Like, I'm sorry I'm looking at you. You got a gray streak in your hair? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had, I just got my first period in like three months and I was like, what? <laughs> this is so exciting. It used to be like, whoa, whoa, what's happening with my life? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> of course I'm not having a baby because again, already I told people earlier, I have an IUD. Yes, yes, it's a copper pool sweeper. Keeps out all the dead babies. Just had to do the joke, right, just for her. I'm sorry. It's like keep out all the dead babies. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing I worry about right now. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to get political. Oh, I don't want to get political, but you kind of have to. But then all the political things are so dumb right now because what I'm really political about is, like, let us have abortions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, thank you for clapping. Yes! I've been an alcoholic for years, and I feel so responsible for not having a baby. You know what I mean? I feel like this is my gift to you, America. Because let's say, let's say that you reverse Roe v. Wade, which could easily happen. Like, b Supreme Court justices, they die, and things happen, and they're like, pro-choice, but like, women aren't real people. They can have own volition over their own bodies. Meow, meow, meow. But like, okay, so fine, take that away. I love drinking. America, if you make me have a baby, I'm going to have to drill some holes in my trunk so the baby can breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar. <laughs> you see, I'm the nanny. I'm the one that gets paid to hang out with your child while you're at the bar. But now I'm at the bar and I have a baby. So the safest place for that baby is the trunk of my car with a sleeping bag and air holes. No? Is that scary for you? That's, that could happen, right? If you make me America. America, you make me have a baby. You take a Roe v. Wade. It's going to be this, like, four-year-old with a backpack on, like, trying to run into traffic. My mommy doesn't love me. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, and this baby that you made me have, America turns nine and I have to go to some stupid parent-teacher conference and they're like, Ms. Benjamin, 
the teacher said that you love alcohol more than your child. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not want this kid! And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine and I'm like, who is your dealer? <laughs> like, I can take you to Burning Man. We're gonna have the best time. I can finally get to know you, you know what I mean? And then at 17, it finally dies, you know? It's one of those like, it's one of those speed balls, like the cocaine, heroin to the vein, like ouch, right? Oh, 17 years, 17 years. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. I don't, I can't afford rehab. I'm on Medi-Cal. Do you see I wasn't supposed to have a kid? I am on Medi-Cal. That's real. It's amazing. There, it's really, really great insurance, to be, uh, to be honest. Um, I'm a super drunk, as I mentioned earlier, and so like in February, I sort of fell on my face <laughs> on Fell Street, fell into Visadero. So funny, like I'm a witch, I fell on fell into Visadero. <laughs> so I fell on my face, uh, and then I woke up in the hospital getting 15 stitches in my face, and uh, it was so amazing because they sort of gave me a brow lift, like the way that they sewed my eye back, it like picked up my eye and it sort of took out this, cause they had, to, it was 15 stitches right here, but it took out, it took out some of my wrinkles. I got a Medi-Cal facelift, you guys. It was free, I didn't have to pay for the ambulance ride. They made me more pretty. Next time I'm drunk, I have to like fall on the other side of my face so that I can equal it out. Or maybe I can like fall on my chest so I can get a Medi-Cal boob job. Can I get one of those? Does that, oh. I'm a feminist. Uh, here's the crazy thing about the glass ceiling. I see it there and what I like to do is stick my boobs up against it, you know? Like I like to stick my boobs up against the glass ceiling and be like, do you see me now? Do you, do you like it? <laughs> uh. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door, thank you. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. I don't know a lot about feminism. I know a lot of ladies in the 70s read books and burn their bras so that I'm allowed to talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Meaty, still clean, doing clean material. Ah, I haven't done an F swear yet. This is fun. Uh, we're gonna bring up a bunch of comics tonight. Thank you all for being here. Yay! Clap for up for yourselves. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. If you want chairs, we can bring chairs out. You just have to like be safe about your distance. I mean, you all know how it works now. Like, be safe. Like, who have you made out with? <laughs> Uh, lately and can you stand next to them is that allowed I'm so embarrassed like when I go to an orgy I have to wear a mask like everyone's always said your pretty mouth and like I don't get that anymore <sighs> like what am I supposed to do San Francisco where is the kink castle now ah <laughs> uh, this is not that kind of show this is a clean show it's gonna be fun I have no idea who's up first 
Josh is. Yes, he is. Your next comedian is a superhero. He got punched in the face last night. But he was, it was crazy because he was like, his joke was about like fucking the, oops. I, sorry, 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 sorry. It was about effing. It was about negativity against the police. And then he got punched in the face. It was very, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I just did not every show. I'm so sorry. Your next comedian is so savory. Thank you guys for being here and listening to Mutiny Radio. Thank you for socially distancing and being awesome. Clap your hands together in a wild slappy-like motion for Josh Kahn. Thank you, Pam. Uh, Pam brought up an important point, and I want to get right to it. Uh, she was talking about reversing abortion. Here's my feeling. This is just my honest feeling. If you took, like, all the conservatives, right, and you somehow convinced them to live east of the Mississippi and took all the liberals and convinced them to live to the west of the Mississippi, like that new nation in the east, right, they'd, they'd ban abortion, right? And then 10 years and nine months later, they'd reinstate abortion. Right? The liberal nation would be like, hey, we're going to ban guns now, right? And then they'd look at the guys on the east and they'd be like, nah, we should keep our guns. That's my honest feeling. Um, that was too hard to follow. That, that broke my puny little mind. The concepts of socio-political division you are instilling are breaking my brain. Zero, zero, one. You did not just say a serious thing to us. We wanted to laugh. I was just learning to love. Should have used Energizer. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, I got punched in the face last night. Uh, it, was, it wasn't even my worst set. But I was on stage, so, like, that's impressive. You know, SJWFTW. Yay, me. Clap it up for me. How about me, huh? Con? Con in the house? I'm a legend. I hear a lot of, like, comedians and other people saying, like, we don't get the correlation between social justice and fireworks. We don't want to hear so much fireworks, and we don't want to hear so much loud hip-hop. You know what I don't want to hear so much of? Police sirens. Shut up, police. You don't need to blare that. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to say, oh, old lady fell down. Just keep it to get there in normal time. It's okay. She probably got corona anyway. You're, see, you're, you're hurting the spread. You're unflattening the curve here. I say if you don't like hip-hop and fireworks, go into the neighborhoods where they're firing them off and just roll down your windows and just blast Celine Dion. Just be really brave, right? That's right. I wrote these down. That's how, that's how great they are. Um, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Josh Kahn. I'm, uh, I'm Jewish, but I'm also Asian. If you, you can't tell because of sunglasses, but under here I look like I want to sell you season tickets to Shenyun. Um, but I got, like, this really, like, harsh and, like, you know, critical Jewish grandma that, you know, she, she gives me crap all the time because I'm half Asian. Like, I'm not a real Jew in her eyes, right? Like, when I was little, was growing up, like, she'd tell me, like, if you're bad, we're going to sew your foreskin back on. Like, that's fine, Grandma. I never got to say goodbye to that thing. Bring it on. I got, you know, got an Asian amount of penis, but a Jewish amount of, of skin coverage here. It's not, you know, it's this cold world out here. This is going great. This is going great. 
Should I make fun of my grandma some more? <laughs> I get her back. I go to Hanukkah dinner, right? And she puts out all these Jewish foods like gefilte fish, potato latkes, challah bread. Do you guys know what challah bread is? That braided Jewish bread? Anyway, everybody's eating. It's quiet. Turn to my grandma. Mm, grandma, this meal is delicious. How much did the challah cost? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Grandma. I have this bacon shrimp flavored scented candle and this block of cheddar cheese. So I'm not allowed at Hanukkah anymore. And I wonder why. Um, I got a kid that might freak you out. Look at this. Realize I have a I have a teenage son. My kid is 18. I had him very young. Uh, I was 16. His mom was 17 at the time. And there's a whole stigma about like teen parents and stuff. Like I recommend teen pregnancy, you know, because afterwards I got to have sex with the jailbait and the milf at the same time. And I didn't go to prison. Quesarasara, you know. Jeez, jeez. My girlfriend, uh, I date a white girl. I made the financially responsible decision. Um, my girlfriend is so white. She got her 23andMe results back. It was just a blank sheet of white paper. <laughs> Called like, there. this must have been some mistake. No mistake, that is accurate. And more interesting than your actual family tree. Okay. Uh, I love her to death. She loves me. Uh, she was raised Sonoma white trash which means that she was exactly the same as any other white person in Sonoma, but she drank $10 bottles of wine. Didn't know the difference between a Riesling and a Syrah. It was just, it was a mess for her. Life was hard growing up for her. She was disadvantaged. So we get together now. Um, I advocate for like Havsey supremacy, okay? I think like, ha we got any ha Havsey people here? Where's my Havsey people at? Yeah, mixed race, baby. So I'm starting a club. It's gonna be all about Havesy supremacy, that Havesies are the best. We're going to call it the Josh Kahn Kids, the JKK. I wonder if, like, adult racists used to watch 90s X-Men as kids and cheer for the Sentinels, you know? I wonder if, like, neo-Nazis, when they were kids, they were watching X-Men, and they're like, I really like Professor X's haircut. <laughs> but Storm is black, and I got kind of like half a boner, so I hate X-Men. Let's watch Fantastic Four. They're all like, pshink, pshink. tell Cyclops, mutant silence is mutant violence. X-Men fans, okay, great. This is great. I'm glad I tried all these jokes beforehand. This is fantastic. Um, reversing abortions, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this pandemic they got going on, huh? Who'd have thought the toilet paper be the new Bitcoin, am I right? Woo! I'm gonna put these back on. I feel safer back here. You people are, you people are are freaking me out. Thank you, one. One minute. God, there's so much to do in that one minute. What could it be? Um, I saw this episode of Winnie the Pooh that they had to take off the air because it was too controversial. Tigger walks into uh, Winnie the Pooh's house and Pooh's like, "Oh, what's up, Tigger?" And Tigger slaps him in the face. He's like, you do not use the T word. That is our word. 400 years, and I'm the only one. That's what's up. I'm Josh. Josh, come on, everyone. 
you know, I identify as a witch. He was talking about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I've got, I've got some strange, tiny, fuzzy things that I hold on to and put meaning into. I'm a witch. Uh, my pronouns are we and us. All right, so I'm a witch. Are we okay with that? I have so many familiars. How many cats do you have? I have two. I live alone. I love my cats. I talk to them in a special voice. Who has a special voice for their cats? If you're not raising your hand, yes, yes, you do. Is it higher or lower? You're going with the low. I'm super cliche high voice. I'm like, oh, baby kitty. My, my new kitten's name is Mr. Poopy Butthole. Those of you who watch Rick and Morty are like, she's so cool. I'm like, so my cat is the coolest. She is Schrodinger's cat, too. She's a female cat, and she's Calico, and she looks like all the cats all in one cat. She's a perfect cat. Oh, and she talks to me. No one else talks to their cat. No one else here is a witch. Okay. I'm, the apocalypse is upon us. I'm going to survive. <laughs> I can talk to cats. Your next comedian, he's all the way from L.A. I don't know if he could talk to cats or not. Where'd you go, Ryan? There he is. I don't know. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent, and I scared everybody, and I was like, let's change the mood with your next comedian. Actually, he's from L.A., and he's amazing. He's up here on a little trip wearing his mask the whole time, not infecting anyone because he runs a bunch of Zoom shows. One of them is like a naked Zoom show, which I'm super down with, and the other one's a heckle mic, which like, yes! Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ryan Lee. Yay! All right. What's up, eh? You guys, how are you? Uh, hey, thanks to Pam, everybody. I run a heckle mic. I was talking to Pam. Pam's pussy, it's like an Irish bar. Please don't, please don't say that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say the men in town have tabs, the carpets are green, and... Children that are present have to take an emergency exit. All right, that's happy. I don't have hatred in my heart, you know? If my daddy hugged me once, I wouldn't be here. Um, I'm normally a musical comic, and the problem is when I try to sing, people laugh, and when I try to do comedy, people leave early to beat the traffic. That's what happens. Uh, I do run Heckle Mike, so add me at Ryan Lee Comedy if you want to do some roasting, everybody. And uh, let's get this started, man. How you guys doing? Woo! What's your name, babe? This is Maddie. Round of applause for Maddie. Uh, Maddie looks like Daria, except on welfare and with two children. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, just from the 90s, we're after a replay. Thank you, Maddie, for coming. Maddie, I'm a comedian, so I'm only going to last three to five minutes. Uh, you have to laugh or applaud the whole time through to keep it going. At the end of it, somebody's going to shine a light in my eyes, and maybe we'll get off, maybe we won't, you know? Hashtag me too. Uh, I think women make better comics, because in the beginning, you just go bar to bar, and you pay $5 for men to pay attention to you. I think men are naturally better comics, or women... And, uh, yeah, I'm drunk, so round of applause for that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm from San Jose. I did a year at USF. Uh, it's nice to be back. Uh, I was a human rights lawyer. I did law school at USF. 
Mendetta, $284,000. Uh, I was in Sweden, I lived in the immigration camps, I had an office, and next to me they had a prostitution rink. And they charged 60 Danish crowns for a blowjob. That's uh, nine US dollars. I've lost this gentleman here. He's like, wait, nine US dollars? <laughs> Gotta move that down, good note. Um, but every day I went to work, my loan earned $49.40 interest, which means every day I went to work, my loan earned f four blowjobs and a beer back. That's what that means. Uh, I got out of the law because it was like working in porn. Everyone was just fucking each other and waiting to finish. I like how that guy had to recycle, like, right at that time. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Mike. Hey, round of applause for Mike. Mike, when you're not crushing my dreams, you're crushing my heart, bay. What do you do for a living, man? All right, Mike works in a restaurant. Uh, so, ladies, just the tip. That's what he wants all the time. <laughs> I'm on strike two. Strike two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to be a lawyer, and I think a lawyer could make a great comedian because it's the same skill set. Same skill set, you just stand in front of a group of your peers and you make up a bunch of stories. That's what you do. Uh, I gotta be grateful for Pam and places like Mutiny Radio because after leaving the law, I was running out of ways of disappointing my parents. Uh, that means at one point, I was judged by a room full of people holding law degrees. Now I'm judged by a room full of people holding EBTs. That's, uh, what it means. Uh, I drive for Uber now. My girlfriend left me. Possible correlation. I told her, like, you're worse than Uber. Like, you bring pools of strange men home, you know, all of my old phone numbers, and you still can't get within a block of my house. Slogan for Uber is everyone's private driver. I think in my girlfriend's case, drive everyone's privates. Thanks. That's what she thinks it is. Uh, I was walking around the block the other day. I saw one of these Uber carriages. You seen this? It's like an automated baby carriage. First time you see it, you're like, is that takeout or is that a baby? Like, either way, I'm making room in my freezer. <laughs> uh, one minute. All right, women yelling at me to get off. Uh, that never happens. <laughs> Uh, I'll run some headlines on you guys. This in the news recently. Uh, an, a nursing home in Indianapolis is set to test the first coronavirus vaccine. Uh, I guess that's appropriate because uh, my kids, they don't visit me, but it's just because I might have the virus. That, that's why. Most of the residents are already dead inside, so... If they die, they get to leave Indianapolis. I don't see the trade-off. It's, it's a nice, nice distinction. A uh, man si solved six Rubik's Cubes in quarantine. Six Rubik's Cubes underwater. Now holds best record for best use of quarantine. His wife said the results are puzzling. I guess... The secret is keep going till your self-respect, credit score, and face are bright red. Also the side of the Rubik's Cube. Also the side of the Rubik's Cube. 
Uh, 24-Hour Fitness is still charging their members during quarantine. It's ironic because most inner-city uh, residents are practicing the move, uh, the squat. That's what they have to do. Paying for the gym and not going, it's oddly uh, reminiscent. And uh, I think a good slogan for them is 24-Hour Fitness. Why pee in your own pool? All right, it's cute, everybody. Hey, add me at Ryan Lee Comedy. We do roasting live every Wednesday at 9 p.m., live streaming on Twitch. Love to have you guys. R-Y-A-N-L-E-E. -E. If my daddy hugged me once, I wouldn't be here. That's the handle, Ryan Lee Comedy. Hey, round of applause for this gentleman. Is <laughs> 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 All right, and for Pam for hosting. Round of applause for Pam, everybody. Ryan Lee, everybody, yay, yay. He was talking about Rubik's Cubes. Uh, I think that the Rubik's Cube, little known fact, it just came out recently, that the Rubik's Cube was the first test for autism. Did that, <laughs> did that happen? Did everybody realize that that happened? Is that, I'm not punching down, I'm sorry. I, I used to be a special ed teacher, so like I, no, seriously, for four years. I got paid $24,000 a year. I get to say, uh, I, I'm not even gonna say the R word, but I can because I was underpaid for four years. Ha 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 ha. No, teaching's important. Now everyone's teaching through Zoom, which would be so amazing because you could just mute everybody and not pay attention to everything like they were doing in class anyway. Like, what were they? When I was a sophomore in high school, I pierced, this is very funny, this is real and this isn't even a joke. On this ear, I have a lot of pierced things and my second whole back is really low and weird because I took the thing from biology class when you check your blood type, which I'm a B plus, and you t I took that and I was in social studies class and I used it to pierce my ear in class and I put an earring in it. I'm metal. <laughs> I didn't write Slayer into my arm, but I pierced my own ear in social studies with Mr. Alt. See, I even remember. It's important. Your next comedian is so hilarious. I can't even, I can't even introduce her because she's so amazing. She's, uh, she's an inspiration to all of us. She's putting together a new outdoor shows. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Drea Myers. Yay! Hold on, I gotta put my condom on. Give me a second. Oh, how are we feeling? Uh, give it up for all the comedians you've seen tonight, including this loser over here. <laughs> this guy here, give it up for him, huh? Give it up for that loser right there. He closed with, my dad doesn't like me. Thank you, everyone. Uh, so I'm big and awkward, you guys. I'm like a big-ass Tina from Bob's Burgers. How are you? <laughs> Very tall. I'm six foot one, everybody. Six foot one. Uh, thank you. Grew this shit myself. Grew it myself. Uh, I'm so tall that one time I actually saw a guy use me as a landmark at a concert. Yeah, I was in line at nachos, and I looked up, and I seen this short little dude coming around the corner on his phone, and he was just like, bro, you don't see me? I got an orange shirt on. All right, uh, I'm by this tall chick. And he just pointed at me like that, everyone. Um, yes. 
So if you can't tell, I grew up in San Jose. I grew up in San Jose, yes. You guys know about San Jose? Yes. San Jose, that's where I grew up, which means I lost my virginity to a Mexican boxer. Yeah, yeah. we went three rounds, everybody, three rounds. Yeah, he got all up in the ring, but I took home the belt, you know what I'm saying? It means it was a quick knockout, bye. Uh, Yes, ever since then, I've really loved Mexican men. Like, I just love them. They're in my heart, my corazón. I love them. Uh, but looking back on it, I think the main reason why I love Mexican men so much is because they're the only ones that don't give a shit if you're taller than them. <laughs> they're the only ones, you guys. I've done the research. They're the only ones. Like, every other man is embarrassed to be seen holding my hand in public because I'm so big, right? <laughs> but little Latino men, they don't give a crap. They do not care. Shortest dude I ever dated was a dude named Carlos. Guess how tall he was? You're supposed to guess. Did you not? 5'1". <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. He was 5'5", five five, you guys. 5'5". Five 5'1's five. Five five. Five a little too short. Like, if I just, like, accidentally kicked him, he'd just go rolling down the street. I'd be like, come back. That's too short. But he was 5'5", five five, so you're not far off. 5'5". Five five. I'm six foot one though, you guys. He was 5'5". Five, five, five. Yeah, I met him at this concert. I was in line to get nachos. And I looked up, and I seen this short little dude using me as a landmark. And I was like, hell yeah, wrap that one up to go. You know what I mean? That's a very confident man right there using me as a landmark in public. You know what I mean? So uh, I dated him for two years, you guys, but whenever he would walk me around in public, he would be like, come on, mommy, let's go, let's go. Like walking me around like I was a life-size Emmy Award and shit. So like proud as hell, his chest all puffed out, looking like a chihuahua escorting a pit bull down the street. It's like, this one's with me, back off. Did you hear that? Oh, the alien and the speaker. ADD and I'll just be like paying attention to fucking oh I dropped the F bomb did I is this mic working there it is Pam don't do that to me with your witchcraft calm it down <laughs> trying to tell jokes Pam calm it down <laughs> give it up for Pam Benjamin everyone give it up for her Doing outdoor shows, bro, at a time like this, man, so we can all sit together, you know what I mean? Uh, the first, like, three months of lockdown were super hard for me because I live alone. So I was just alone all day, every day for, like, three months. I had to start wearing men's deodorant. Yeah, just so it at least smell like someone else was there, you know what I mean? Then I go to bed at night, I'd be like, ooh, someone's holding me. One time I got super stoned though and I forgot I was wearing it and I was like, oh shoot. And I was like, oh, it's just my deodorant. And someone snuck up on my ass. It was just my deodorant. That's all it was. Yes. <clears throat> this little girl doesn't like me right here. Calm down, little girl. <laughs> you screwing up the energy with your bruja magic. Calm it down. You gotta keep the strongest women in the audience 
satisfied or they f screw up the entire energy of the whole crowd. I'm like, calm it down with your freaking aura over there. What color is her aura? She reads aura. I'm, like, oh, I'm just kidding. You guys, I have my niece here that I haven't seen her since she was like 10. She's never seen live comedy. It's her first time in Frisco. It's her first time ever in San Francisco. I was like, we're going to Mutiny Radio. <laughs> we're going to see the outdoor comedy. She's just like getting her mind blown over here. <laughs> That's a good aunt, though. I'm a good aunt. I'm the cool aunt now, you guys. I'm a cool aunt in my mesh. <laughs> I'm at an awkward age. Like, I'm not quite a cougar. I'm like a young puma. Yeah, I'm like a young puma without dental insurance. So I'm a saber-toothed tiger, you know what I mean? So if you like that prehistoric, get at me. Uh, let's see if I can, I don't know if I can do this. So, damn, look at these poppies driving by in these freaking trucks. What else? Uh, so the other day I went to a Safeway bathroom, you guys, and I came, uh, I was like in this big stall, because I'm big, and I came out of the big stall, and there was a woman just washing her hands with this older woman with long gray hair. And as soon as I came out of the stall, she was like, I used to be as tall as you. But then menopause came, and it took me down three and a half inches. And then she just looked at me and went, three and a half inches. And it was like this lady that was like a foot shorter than me in the Safeway bathroom. I want to be like, what happened to the other nine inches? You know what I mean? That's how you know you're getting older, though, when you start talking crap to older women in Safeway bathrooms. That is a pretty good sign that you're starting to age. You know what I mean? Because I almost talked crap back. I didn't, but I almost did. I literally had to, like, bite my lip, like, try not to talk crap back to her, you know? I was like, oh, let me respect my elders, but she, was, she wasn't even that much elderly than me, you know? I got hella bad dry mouth. I smoked weed. I don't have any water. I got hella bad dry mouth right now. <laughs> Do you too? Who else is stoned in this crowd right now? Make some noise. Dude, we're all stoned. We're all stoned. We're all stoners, y'all. Do y'all hate the police too or no? If you love the police, make some noise. <laughs> oh no, is your dad a cop? You look like your dad's a cop. I'm just like waiting for him to roll up. <laughs> That's why you're hiding behind this car and shit. You're like, I gotta hide behind the car to watch. <laughs> I don't like the police. I think it's weird that we pay angry men to just drive around in cars and beat people. Anyone else thinks that's a little bit strange? We're going to have to explain that in 50 years to our children. They're going to be like, hold up. You just had fat, bald, angry white men driving around in Dodge Challengers, I mean Dodge Chargers, wearing the same outfits like some sort of demented Boy Scouts. And they carry batons? They're just out here beating people with sticks? What kind of freaking, what is that, bro? Dude, we did an outdoor show at a, at a park, and a park ranger came over and started screaming with us. He didn't even have a baton. He just had a table leg. He just had a table leg in his belt, you guys. The paint was all worn off. 
I was like, damn, I guess they are. They're defunding the park rangers at least because they don't. <laughs> they're out here breaking up tables just so they can beat people, you know? It's out there in the Golden Gate Park. Like, don't make me beat you with this 2012 Ikea. I'll do it. You better back off. Look at my grandma's table leg and shoes all wearing off. All right, I think that's it for me, you guys. Thank you so much. Clap it up. Drea Myers, everyone, amazing. Illuminating the issues that we're all dealing with right now. Wow, yeah, all the, yes, yes, please. Crazy stuff happening here in the streets.